Hey everyone, it's Derek and welcome to the Hub Podcast episode number 12. Our purpose, our quest. Our whole reason for being here at the Hub Studios is to connect to talented, artistic, and very often entrepreneurial people and figure out how they took their talent, how they took their art, and made it into their life's work. What gave them the inspiration and the confidence to be a creator and and market themselves? What people did they connect with? What mistakes did they make? And how do they balance it all? Because, holy moly, it's a lot, right? It's an enormous amount of responsibility to yourself to take your artistic passions and make them work for you. To set this thing up, right? This thing that is, that's probably your hobby, your escape, something you can immerse yourself in and nerd out to and just get lost in and make it dance for your paycheck. But it's also an enormous amount of responsibility to yourself to make the decision to stay small or stay irrelevant, stay in the shadows and keep your work from the eyes of others because you're scared of failure or rejection. So what are you going to do? How do you maneuver that terrain? How do you stay healthy artistically and financially? Well, the fact is that I can't personally answer all of that, but I have people who are doing those exact things come on this podcast and give you their answers, their experiences, and their perspectives. And I hope you find these people relatable and inspirational because that's the big secret, right? The people who have taken the steps to do what you are dreaming about, they're just people, creative people, talented, brash, maybe a little egotistical and damn ballsy, right? It takes a lot of guts to put themselves out there, but they're just people nonetheless. So I really hope that this is a positive thing for you. And I really, really, really hope that you get to go out and make the thing that is inside of you. So things are good here um, at the studio. They're, they're humming, you know, and I, I guess if I'm being honest, it's hard to fit everything in that I want to do. But Does that ever happen to you? Like, I've got goals for this podcast, for our website, for the blog, for networking with people and connecting with other people. Things that, like, things that just don't have to do with the immediate production of an event or a photo session. So it's harder to justify working on those things, right? It's tough being a small business. The the inner kid in me wants to concentrate on the work that I want to concentrate on, like, Can't I just eat the dessert and leave out all of the vegetables, like, all of the time? (laughs) I mean, don't get me wrong. I I love events. I I love photo sessions. They're my whole world. But I feel like some of these other projects, they fill me up, you know? They don't take from me. They make me feel good. They, They make me feel affirmed. They make me feel like I have the energy to go out and do other things. So I'm I'm trying to make sure that I have time for all of it. This podcast included... Anyways, you relate to that? Does that make sense to you? Do you have projects that like fill you up and make you feel like you have more energy coming out of them than when you went in? I mean, I'm a pretty structured driven guy, right? Like I get up, I drop my kiddo off at school, I hit the gym, uh, shower and come to the studio, do a short meditation, make a to-do list, and then I go on with my day. And I have to do all of those things or else my monkey brain takes over and causes me to feel instead of think about my list of responsibilities. And then I panic and I let anxiety take over my day. So I'm all over the place all day. So I go through my routine and I make sure to include some of my wants 
some of my fun projects on my to-do list. And I found that when I give myself those little investments throughout the day, I'm more productive, more inspired, and I'm more to give my clients and my family because I'm, I'm full. I'm not constantly pulling from an empty vessel, right? Instead of constantly feeling like I'm giving, giving, giving to everything. Does, does this, like, do you feel this? You know what I'm talking about. Do you guys have a process that works for you? How do you fit it all in and stay sane? Anyways, I just, I thought I'd share what works for me in a very busy season for our industry. So today, today's interview is with the wonderfully charming Shamika, the venue coordinator for the San Antonio Botanical Gardens. That's a big deal. This is a woman with many pasts and many stories, all leading to her creating some of San Antonio's most noteworthy community building, educational, and you know, these nights out that you look forward to going with your date and with your family. I really, really hope you like this interview because she was absolutely fantastic. And as you listen to it, I, I'm sure you'll see why so many people fall in love with her. She's relatable. She's charming, fun, quick-witted, super passionate, and most importantly, she's kind. I've seen it firsthand. She loves the people around her. And because of that, People feel good around her, and they gravitate to her. It's a win-win for everyone. She has the opportunity at the gardens to create events that she would want to be a part of. And she fits in being a wife, a mother, and a friend to so many people around her. She is sincerely somebody that I personally look up to, and I appreciate having as a friend. Uh, So with that, here's my conversation with Shamika. Have you gone and put pictures up? You said you have a picture of, of her. Yes. So we're um, right now we're in the process of redoing our website and cool. our like um, all the online advertisement, the knot, wedding wire, and everything. So I've been putting pictures up on there. Nice. And then I created a photo album, which is why I love that you give copyrights because you, know, you create your photo album. So of I created course. a photo album, um, and I actually used her her picture well she took some yeah (laughs) she took some lovely ones one of my favorites is her when she's about to throw the bouquet Uh and she just looks at the camera with this coy flirty little look right before she throws it and and it's very fun yeah it's one of my favorites um so how has the all the building and construction how has that affected you it has affected me a lot i'll bet it has (laughs) So a lot of our revenue came from weddings in Fountain Plaza, which had mm-hmm. the um, the fountain. You know, mm-hmm. the, remember that big long fountain that was in the middle? Of, of course. Mm-hmm. So now that's not there anymore, and it was our largest space. So yeah, that felt like a staple to yeah. I mean, yeah yeah wow. But the new building is going to be amazing. So it's going to seat between two fifty and five hundred people, depending on the setup. Wow. Um, and then it's adjacent to what's called now the Grand Lawn. I actually, there's a picture in here somewhere. Um, maybe not. Where do you put all the things? I think they're outside. I'll show it to you before you leave. Oh, I totally but, want to see um, that, yeah. 
Yeah, so now it's called the Grand Lawn, and there is going to be a fountain, but it's going to be a, a fern fountain, mm -hmm. and it's a long wall. Mm -hmm. um, and then just a big grass area with the arbor still there. The arbor didn't go Nice, away. good. So we'll be able to do ceremonies outside, or wow. receptions inside, or mm -hmm. just keep everything outside. Like where you had Priscilla's? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then what about that um, that little space, the little bitty intimate garden where you had some, um, I don't remember what it's called now, but so if you are where the fountain was, if you're facing the, the um, arbor mm -hmm. and you walk through and I think you take a right and then another left. Yes. Is that about as clear the, as mud? And yes. then there's like these square yeah. garden patches. So those are still there. Okay, cool. Yeah, those are still there. You know um, what I'm talking about? No, she no. doesn't. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sorry. She's on the way to Rosella's. Oh. The square box, the okay. planters. Oh. You probably still don't know. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you almost played it off really well, though. I know. <laughs> I know her too well. <laughs> it's like, oh, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's still there. So you'll have some great photo ops there. Cool. Um, Arbor's still there. Just the whole new area. That one little um, area that was on the side, remember the education building, the indoor site? And yes. they had that little garden that was on the side. It was called the Garden for the Blind. Yes. Garden. Yeah. So that's going to be redone as well because wow. that's going to be the patio part for the building. Mm. So that's going to be really nice. Cool. Mm -hmm. So when did it start? When did the construction start? Give me the quick little history on... Forever ago. When I was a little girl... No, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was born in a little log cabin. Yes. <laughs> no, when did things start here? So a couple of years ago, or was it that yes. long ago? So, um, let's see, the Family Adventure Garden, Culinary Garden, started about two years ago. Uh -huh. um, and that family, or the Culinary Garden opened up in October, and then Family Adventure Garden opened up in March. Um, just as the Family Adventure Garden opened up in March is when we started construction. We mm -hmm. broke ground in February and then construction started around March of uh, this year. And then are you personally in, in charge or help with memberships? And No, I do okay. nothing with memberships. I am strictly special events mm -hmm. and rentals. So I do all the events that bring in money basically yeah. so like Brews and Blooms and sure. July, Texas the Table yep. those kind of events um, any events that the chef does um, that brings in revenue and then all the rentals all the weddings the corporate events meetings that kind of stuff what do you mean the chef? we have an on-site chef whoa yes, how handy for you do you also have a personal masseuse? <laughs> I, it's in this drawer actually oh, it's, a <laughs> <laughs> it's a little machine okay <laughs> Um, no, but we have this great program. So the Culinary Garden, the Goldsberry Foundation, yeah. um, sponsored or donated all the money for to build this awesome culinary garden. Wow. And so we have our health and wellness chef, and he collaborates with the chef program that's at Krista Santa Rosa okay. Children's Hospital. Wow. And so basically it's, um, they're using food as medicine. You know, they're trying to oh, educate cool. families on kind of going more naturalistic. I love you know? that. Um, and so, yeah, it's real exciting. And he does a great job out there. Yeah. And right now he's actually out there. He's in our summer camp program right now. Nice. And so, yes, we do get to eat. Yeah, that's We're great. We're waiting for our food now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, where are the scones? I need coffee. 
Um, yeah, but it's it's such a great program, and we do so many things out here that just peop our members know about, mm -hmm. but just the general public doesn't know. You know. And how do you get? Because I mean, you do have so many things, and how do you? So many things means a bunch of different target people that you need to educate. Right. Hey, we do this thing. How yeah. do you? I mean, I know social media is good, but there's only yeah. social media is only so good. We do some radio on the talk radio show. Oh, um, nice. I know KSAT comes out here and they do a lot of stuff. That's cool. Um, the city um, does marketing for us as well since we're partly city owned. Mm -hmm. um, but we have a marketing department. I say department very loosely because it's a one woman show over sure. there. Yeah. Um, just right. like I am. Yeah. Um, but she does a really good job getting out there and networking and everything and it's just, you know, she's kind of new. She's only been here for a little over a year. Yeah. Maybe two years. I don't know, time flies. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, she's out there and she's hustling bustle and bringing, you know, to advertise to these events. Awareness. And, and, yeah. yeah. And we're changing a lot and so, you know, a lot of our board are, are you know, in the they've been here for a long time mm -hmm. you know 20 30 years and so it's kind of hard because we are changing for them to change with us of course they're doing yeah. they're they're trying you know but it's yeah deep. it's hard um well how long have you been here four years wow mm -hmm. well and what did uh Shamika do before she was Shamika of the botanical gardens Oh, wow. Okay, so that's a funny story. Okay. Um, so right before this, I was a surgical tech at Krista Santa Rosa in the neural department. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Yes. <laughs> right, doesn't it? <laughs> um, I did that for about three years, but I've actually been event in events for over 20 years. Whoa. And, you know, the event industry I wasn't kind even of, born then. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're such a young lady. Um, the event industry is, you don't have... Um, a lot of organizations like this that you can do events for that, that mm -hmm. will give you benefits and mm -hmm. retirement and of all course. that other yeah, stuff. That's right. So um, when I was doing events, um, my husband said I was getting older. He's like, you need to think about retirement. This husband? Yes, this husband. You didn't leave that husband no, and go to a new no, one right that second? No, this husband that deleted all of our photos, <laughs> oh, wedding photos, and ruined our wedding video. I'm going to stop asking husband. him for advice on what to do with things. I, I got some advice from him on Facebook, and his uh, his advice was to drink more alcohol, which I appreciated because I feel like that worked. Alcohol does work. You know, he twisted his ankle um, really bad this past weekend, so he's been out of work a lot, and I'm surprised he hasn't been on alcohol instead of Advil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I usually recommend both. Yeah. I hear they mix well. Yeah, I usually take Advil with a with a shot. With a shot <laughs> <wine>. That's good, <laughs> just to get the morning going. Yeah. yeah. They say you should drink Advil with caffeine, but I, rather right. my drink of choice is. Oh, of course. A wine. We're much more classy. Yes. Exactly. Uh, caffeine. <laughs> so, anyways, so you were doing. What were you doing at Crystal Rosa? So, um, I, so after I left the industry, I went back to school because I actually have a degree in psychology. Wait, 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 wait. I know it's okay. Stuff. I'm so uh, I uh, okay. Let's I, start over. Go back to Shamika was born in a small town, <laughs> and give me, give me the, give me the the version of Shemeika how you got to here. Was born in the Bronx. Nice. Yes, forty. Were you years really? Ago. Yes. Wow. Yeah. You were a long way from home. Yeah. What the hell brought you to South Texas? As um, much as every girl from the Bronx dreams of moving south to... My, my dad wanted a better life for us, and so he moved us to Florida. Okay. So that I was makes 18 sense. when I moved to Florida. Wow. And... What do your, your folks do? What were they into? They're actually... They're retired. 
Now? Yes. yes. But what did the, what did they do when you were? My dad was a truck driver for a long time. Oh, so he was away a lot. Yes, yeah. he was away a lot, and then mom you know, worked. She stayed in, home. Yes, and growing up in the Bronx, you know, it, it was kind of getting rough out there, and you know, when you are we recording? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I stopped. I don't want, I don't want people to. Uh, think of me differently when I tell them what I used to do. No, no, no. Well, I don't know. We can edit out whatever you want it out. You okay. know what? I stopped going, hey, um, we're recording now because suddenly people put up this like interview wall like, yeah. okay, well, my name is, you know, so right. I just kind of, yeah. Right? Okay, yeah, you so, can edit out whatever you want. You have full control. When my mom control. caught us carrying razor blades in our mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. She was like, I think it's time to get out of the Bronx. So you just confirmed every suspicion I had about people from the Bronx. That's just I'm just gonna go with my case study of one and go, yep, yeah. suspicions confirmed. So what? How did you did you like accidentally put razor blades in your mouth? I'm sure that was no, a was complete rough. accident. Yeah, you were rough. I was I was a rough girl. Were you gang banging? No, actually, I was um, bullied a lot oh. because. I wasn't a typical Bronx girl. What does that mean? Oh, New York accent, oh. you know, big hoop earrings, beating up people. Yes. You know, um, so I, I used to get bullied a lot. And so... Um, this is like a bully or be bullied kind of a world? Yeah. 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 So, you know, we would just... My sister taught me how to carry a blade in my mouth, and I did it, and... I used it once, and that was I it. hope she passes this along to you. Yeah. And I'm gonna, this is information I'm going to pass down to my children. That's good. That's <laughs> yes. good. You got to teach them how to, you know, survive. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> survive good. the tough world of Texas. Um, so yeah, moving forward. Yeah. Um, we moved to Florida. Yeah. And I started working at the Hard Rock Cafe in Florida. At, in mm -hmm. Florida, at the age of 19, and I kind of worked my way up into doing events. Was the atmosphere like so significantly different? Like, because I would imagine you brought a little bit of your your past with you, and then it's so easy to go from you know whatever rough place you were in at the time to kind of find the new rough people, or or did it not? Did no, you not? No. No. I, I'm very I'm a very straightforward person mm. and I I don't sugarcoat things. Yeah, that's good. Um, and so I think a lot of people appreciated that. Sure. You know. Oh, that's a, so, there's a huge strength yeah. to it. Um, and so when I started working at Hard Rock, my boss at the time he was kind of the same way. He was mm. kind of rough and but a big teddy bear. Yeah. You know? um, mm. But it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was the best job I ever had. It, I I admire because I I don't think I am one of these people, but I admire the people to where you go. I never have to guess what they're feeling or what they're thinking about me. Yeah, and that's I, nice. And I and I say I joke around a lot. I say I wear my face on my face. Yeah. Because like if you say something to me and I don't like it, I'm like. <laughs> my face is gonna call bullshit. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, my we can I all see that pretty quickly. It, but, yeah. yeah. Um, but I also know when to tone it down. Yeah, you know? sure. Um, but I... No, it's I'm not like you're not kind. No, yeah. yes, I'm very kind. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyway, going back to Hard Rock. Yes, Hard Rock. <laughs> yeah, so I worked with, for Hard Rock for many years. Mm. And so you were 19. I was 19. And you worked, and because that's a... So you're out of high school. So you moved yeah. from the Bronx. You graduated. I graduated high school. Went I to went Florida. To Florida. I At the time, did you feel like you had the option to go? Nah, I'm 18. I can do. 
I did. Say. I moved out of my parents' house. You did. You did. Yes. I mo- as soon as I turned eighteen, I moved sure. out. And um, I rented a house with like three other guys, mm-hmm. and I was the mm-hmm. only girl, and they were a band, and it was awesome, and we had a lot of fun. And then those, those are the days to do that. It was you know, so cool. It was so They're cool. in a band. Yeah. Yeah. Do you keep up with the band? I keep. Yes, I do. Nice. Yeah. We're friends on Facebook. Wow. And yeah, one of the guys, actually, him and I dated for a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, he's the reason why I left Hard Rock, actually. Because really? he moved to Georgia, and I went to follow him. You followed a boy? I did. Oh, my gosh. I know. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, how many years at Hard Rock? Uh, 19. Four, Do you need five more years? fingers? I have fingers. I think okay. so. Four or five years. Yeah. Um, but I did, I did Hard Rock over there, and it was the smaller Hard Rock. I don't know if you remember Hard Rock in Orlando, Florida. It was no. at Universe Studios. It was really small. It was good, guitar-shaped. The entrance okay. was super cool. Nice. And then they knocked that down, and I helped opened up the new Hard Rock, the wow. Hard Rock Live. Yeah. And so I was assistant to the general manager, and so um, one of my responsibilities with the new building was to help with the acts. And so I would re- do the writers, and I met a lot of celebrities. I bet. Yeah, I thought I was a shit for a long time. I bet. I never paid. Sounds for like you were the shit and, for a long yeah, time, it was really especially cool. at twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and I was clean. I never did drugs. I never became a hooker yeah. you know, working at Hard Rock. I yeah. mean, I got drugs for uh, for some of the celebrities. Well, of course, that's in the yeah. that's in the writer. Yeah, I imagine it is. Yeah. And so are like blue M and M's. So, what was the weirdest? What was the weirdest request you the, got? The M and M. The blue well, no, M&M. Actually, I did, um, and I, I think I told you this. Um, I did an event with Elton John. So he did the opening wow. of the Hard Rock Live. And so his writer was, he needed a green room for his dog. You are now my hero. I'm going to hang out with you all the time. <laughs> uh, that's just what's going to happen. You hung out with Elton John? I, I met Elton John oh, to hang out with him. Gosh. Or I would hang out with him. He was so mean. Was he? Yes. He was a diva? Such a diva. Oh, no. So he needed, Maybe he, I shouldn't he hear needed this story. a green room for his, for his dog. He The green room that we had... He needed it repainted. I huh? wanted it repainted, and then he brought in his own carpets, and he didn't even use it. And then um, his writer, he wanted pot, so mm-hmm. we, we got that. But mm-hmm. like the stupid little things, like the M and M's, like he only wanted blue M and M's, and this was the time where they didn't sell M and M's separately. Yeah, so you, you have know? to go so you through it. Pick out the freaking blue, and he didn't even eat them. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> yeah. I met I met Faith Hill. She was wow. really nice. Aww. I met her mother and her her kids. I think she had two at the time. Mm-hmm. And she was really nice. Was that Tim McGraw Faith Hill time yes. period? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they not together so. anymore? I don't think so. Oh okay. Are I don't. They? I you're lucky. I remember. I not for any I think like recently they broke up. Re- I just never got into country music, so yeah. I I didn't. I don't know. I know those names because they're huge names. Yeah. I mean, but I don't. Like, I don't know their stories. We're not Facebook friends. No, I'm not Facebook friends with them either. Yeah. Too bad. We yeah. were best friends. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I would hang out with them over you, though, Shamika. I, I mean, too. if I had the choice. <laughs> I would, too. I take no offense to that. Okay, that's cool. So, um, when did you actually move? 23, you said? Four or five years? 23, 24? From Florida to mm-hmm. here? No, from Florida. It sounded like to Georgia. Yes. So uh-huh. I moved to Georgia. I was 22 when I moved to Georgia, and I stayed there for about a year. 
So you abandoned all your friends and your I family. Did. I did. I did. And I, I left, and it was great. It was. Was it really? Fun. Okay. Georgia's beautiful. Oh no, Georgia is lovely, yeah. but that can be a little bit of a scary thing to be isolated with just this, you know, guy or whoever, even yeah. if it's just a friend that no, you go. I'm a chameleon. All right, this is a, okay. I can adapt to any environment. All I'm right. not afraid of change or anything. That's good. Yeah, so I was fine. I made friends. Yeah. And it was fun. So, but I, that only lasted for about a year. Then that I seems came, like a tough life to follow, right? right? Going from hard rock to. Yeah, oh, the job I had over there sucked. I was doing events, but it was for a construction company. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was like so snooty and it wasn't fun at all. It was I like... had an awesome office, though. The view was amazing. Wow. It was overlooking the city. And, wow. Yeah, it was pretty cool, but the job itself. Kind you, st- of you planned events for the staff, for the team? For the staff, for... Uh-huh. yes. Cool. Yeah. That was a big company to have a full time event planner. Yeah, I forgot what company it was. This is where age gets you. That's all right. That's all right. They didn't pay us for a shout no. out. No. I'm sure they'd benefit enormously from Probably. being on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> yes, I know. This so then, awesome. so then, where do you go from there? So from there, I went back to Florida, and I was a sales manager for the NBA City Restaurant over there. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's where I actually met my husband. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I was a sales manager there, and I did all the events and. Um, what drew you to events? What, where would, uh, like, was this just inherently in you? What? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm OCD. Yeah. And so I kind of, I'm, I don't know. I just, it just fell in my lap and I liked just kind of it. Went with I liked it. it. Yeah. You were good at it. And yeah. so why not? Yeah. It's so funny that you just kind of get drawn like a, like a puzzle piece that just fits. Yeah. Even if you don't know, like who grows up going, I'm going to be this thing, and then they are it, and it just works. Yeah. You know? I remember when I was a little girl, we had these horrible chores doing dishes. They sucked. Um, What bullshit. Thank God we live in a better world Seriously, thank goodness for dishwashers. (laughs) Uh, My my dishes pile up. But anyway, so I would sit there, and I would do loads and loads of dishes, Mm -hmm. and I would pretend I was an actress. Nice. Yes, it was awesome. Yeah. And um, then I had an opportunity, and I froze... And I was like, oh, that's not for me. Oh. Yeah. So. But I married a character. You did? I did. From the restaurant? No. Uh, he was the mascot for the Lando Magic. Like, oh, wow. literally, I married a character. What is um, the mascot he, for Orlando Magic? Uh, a dragon. So he's Stuff the Lando Magic Dragon. I st- he's yeah. what? Stuff the, the Dragon. Stuff? Yes. He has a big dragon. <laughs> nice. It was really cool. Okay. Um, so I met him at NBA City while I was doing a, an event with the Baja Men. Yeah. And so, do you remember who the Baja Men are? Oh, I totally do. Who let the dogs out? Yes. Yes. So awesome. That was great. These big Jamaican guys, dreadlocks, and then there's this little Mexican... Yeah. And so... Um, and you were like, I wonder who that hunk is under all that dragon stuffing. I was, right? No, he wasn't He wasn't the dragon. I didn't know he was the dragon until later, because working at the NBA, we had season tickets with yeah. the, to the games. Wow. So I would always go to the games, yeah. and I would hang out with some of the players, mm-hmm. and um, just one of those things, like... I would go to the games just to watch the mascot, have mm-hmm. fun, and socialize mm-hmm. and everything, and didn't know who the kid was in there. And so when he told me, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, who could resist a dragon? I know. I I know. (laughs) While you were dreaming of being an actress, you were also, I'm sure, going, God, I hope someday 
<laughs> I get to grow up and marry the dragon. I want to be a furry. Well, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, uh, that's so awesome that you just said that. Um, so, uh, did you guys started dating, and then what? Started dating, and... Um, Got married at like 30 and had a baby. In Florida? And, um, yes, in yeah. Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, but when actually right before we got married, I went back to school. Mm-hmm. And so I went to school for psychology. That's wow. That's psychology comes into. Yeah. And, You're a um, assertive girl. Good for you. So I got um, my degree in psychology. And I was going to go for my PhD, but then had a baby. Mm-hmm. And I thought staying at home with him was way more important. Really? So yeah. I did that. I didn't go back. Were you happy um, with that? You got yes. it? Okay. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. I think it's important if you can if you to can. do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you can stay sane. I know yeah. some people that go, it's a priority, but I will, I got to get out sometimes because. Yeah. <laughs> just, no, I got out with him. We yeah. did stuff. I mean, obviously it's tough, you know. Oh, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. This will surprise you because I've never actually had babies personally. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I. I just surprise. This is your surprise face. This is my okay. face on my face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, moving on. So, um, uh, kid, kid, then you a kid, um, kid, both in Florida. Yes. Got your degree, and then you know the economy hit really bad in '09, and so my oh, husband yes, lost did. his job, oh. and so he found work over here. And so over here... How did I, he do that in 09? Uh-huh. What were you doing? What, what was happening? And it was nine years ago. Yeah. So could you... I mean, were those online tools like Monster and all yeah. those things? Yeah. So we actually came... Um, we came on vacation mm-hmm. for my brother-in-law's wedding. I see. And it was this, around the same time that my husband got demoted from his job. Mm-hmm. And me at home with two kids... You know, and a one, psychology degree. Yeah, and a psychology degree. I mean, what am I going to do? Yeah. What do you do? What is it going to do? Seriously, the decisions. So hard. Thing. Um, so Guess it's time to pull the razor blades I, back out. I know. I was like, <laughs> i got to go rob some banks up in here. Right. You know? <laughs> so, I sound so tough. <laughs> yeah, you, totally, you totally do. You totally You're very badass. I am. So, um... He he's from here, so he applied for a job here. And oh. while we were on vacation, he got the job. Nice. We had two weeks to pack everything up and come over here. Oh my god! I remember find a place to stay. Yes. Oh my god. With two kids. Yes. Good lord. And I had uh, my we moved in with my mother in law while we were looking for a place. Every and girl's dream. Yes, she was going through menopause. Oh, and I was pregnant again. Good lord. Yes. Yeah. Um, I ended up losing the baby, but I also lost my sanity at that time too, being with her. Oh. Can never That's be a roommates. lot all at once. Oh, but I love her to death. She's uh, awesome. Of course, yeah. No, I don't get the impression that you roommate. don't, but I, that is it, moving and pregnancy and the ups and downs of, and losing oh, yeah. it, but good Lord. Yeah, it was a rough time. That sounds like there. a dark time. Well, and when was yeah. that? That was 20, 2009 or 2010? Tw- 09. Uh-huh. 10, 2010, around that time, between and, that time. And did you get, because then in another year, 9-11 hit. Yes. And then another you know, mess of the economy. Were you working during that time or did you get it back into working after that? I was working at that time. I was actually um, the rentals manager for the Redberry Mansion. Remember that? Yes, I do. It was such an awesome venue. Yes. And at that time, I actually met Lisa Morales. Nice. With Hot Weddings. She's a sweetheart. Yes, no, I love her. Um, She um, was doing cakes at the time. She Mm -hmm. didn't have hot weddings then. Mm -hmm. And she asked me to help her open up this 
event company and mm-hmm. so I helped her it was just her and I doing weddings and so we did weddings for a long time mm-hmm. um, and then I want to talk to her soon I think she's a game changer she I think she's is a, she's big in she's the an effective just personality in general yeah. you know she comes up with ideas and I I you know I just admire her from afar I don't like know her intimately by any means but uh, but I, I admire the things that even the things that she tries and it doesn't seem to work she tries so many things yeah. that I feel like. she's not afraid of trying getting out there and no if she fails and she fails at yeah. least she tried but at least she tried yes because most people stay in their little bubble mm-hmm. uh, and, and I admire people who are who have the confidence to think they're effective enough to be a game changer. Yes. And those are the people who usually get shit yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, she's awesome. Yeah. So she taught me a lot of stuff, and so we did weddings for a long time. And then that was the time where my husband was like, you're old, you need, you know, 401k. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I went back to school and got my associate's degree in mm. science and surgical tech. And so, yeah, eight weeks before graduating, I was offered a job in the neural department at Christa Santa Rosa. Mm -hmm. And so um, I graduated on a Friday and I started working on a Monday. What did you do? I I was, you know, when the surgeons are there and they're like, all right, give me this suture, give me scalpel, give me this, give me that. I'm there. I'm in surgery. I've got my hands and a baby's brain or heart. Yeah, and a spleen. It was awesome. I love all that gore guts kind of... Do you really? Oh my gosh, yes. I have a hard time watching Grey's Anatomy. So I stopped watching Grey's Anatomy when I became a surgical tech because it's so fake. Oh, I'm sure. I have no, like, I can even like no. I go to house for the real stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what? Why did you not work within psychology? Why did you not? Because the program that I went to is an eighteen month program, and it was better than going back to getting my PhD. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. So I didn't want to go back to school for another four years. No, I don't blame you. Yeah, and plus at this point I was kind of old and cobwebs in my brain and all that other stuff. I've you know? noticed those. Yeah, fall, yeah, they kind of they kind of fall out of fall my out. ear. It's like pig pen, you know, yeah. things just kind of fall out around. Sometimes you. I'm like, pull oh, from my ear and I'm like, oh, that's a gray hair. <laughs> nope, it's a cobweb. <laughs> That's very common among women your age, of a certain age, Tamika, I'm sure. <laughs> well, um, and then how did you end up here? Was that the next step? You go from so Santa Rosa to... I was going to... crazy over there. Were you really? Yes. But you weren't I enjoying it. Doing, oh, you no, I loved doing surgery. It was the doctors I couldn't stand. The doctors that I worked for had this God mentality. Is that true? So... That's a stereotype. That's no, That's a they... true stereotype. So... So the male doctor I worked for, so rich and really weird, he used to clone his dogs. So clone? Clone his dogs, yes. Okay. All right. That's not something I've ever considered. <laughs> yeah. And he built a house, like an actual three-bedroom house for his dog, his third-generation dog that was, yeah, it was he was just so weird. And then the female doctor... But I guess he was brilliant enough to be effective so in brilliant. surgery. I tell you what. Why does it have day, to be like that? If anything were to ever happen with my kids where they needed brain surgery, I would go to them because mm. they're awesome. Mm. Um, yeah, the hospital is Just really lock up your weird-ass dog in its mansion and yeah. fix the, my kid. The female doctor used to um, collect porcelain dolls uh-huh. and put them around her house. Uh-huh. And so they would just stare at you. Like you I've thought been to that was a creepy? Yeah, it was so creepy. Mm. It was like you walk and the dolls are just looking at you. But you she know, had like no personality, no social skills or anything. She was horrible. I find, like, I mean, even look at our industry. Think about some of the most super genius creative 
people that you know, mm-hmm. those are not usually the people that I'm like, man, if I ever get to a place where I need some social interaction, I really want to hang out with those people at the end of the day. You know, mm-hmm. I, I usually the people that I want to, it tends to go hand in hand this like, if you're so far on whatever side of your brain that you can hit this, you know, I'm going to call it genius, whatever that means, you know, this like brilliant thing, mm-hmm. then maybe you don't necessarily score so well on the spectrum of other things. I mean, I, that may not yeah. always be the case, but... I get it. You can't have it all. In a previous life, I did. I worked with engineers. No, I didn't. <laughs> I've never had it all. You need brains and personality. <laughs> Woo! No, I did lucky. not have it all. And, <laughs> and that's not what people tell her. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I worked with engineers and some of the most brilliant people that I ever worked with like were sweet, kind. I have nothing negative to say about them except the lack of personality mm-hmm. and tact and, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, yeah, I, I, I'm sure that's not always the case, but I think it, it does register when you register that far on the spectrum. Yeah. You can kind I mean, there of were some something. good doctors that yeah. I worked with, but the ones that I that were my job because I was a special I was in a specialty department, mm-hmm. um, and so and you're on call for like 24 hours a day for a whole week, mm-hmm. every other week, mm-hmm. and you know, working with somebody that you don't like at two o'clock in the morning is just not it's not worth it. it sounds like a beating. Yeah. yeah, and like I've been stuck by needles so many times, and that's always really scary. Cause Why? To get all these testing, because like he would ask for a suture and. You know, like he would use it and then give it back and then give it back to me incorrectly and it would poke me. <gasps> and you have to stop everything you're doing to go get testing done. Sure, and, who knows what yeah. that person had. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Exactly. So it was a pain in the butt. Yeah. There several times where I wanted to hand him a scalpel incorrectly. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was bad. Yeah, yeah. But um, I You'll learned a lot. Can and, take the girl out of the Bronx, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Take the Bronx out of the girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> I sound so bad. <laughs> so it was it was a lot of fun though. Like so before the, you slit his wrist, yes, you got out. I got out. Yes, I was drinking a lot. Yeah, and then I started cursing, which I know this is gonna sound funny, but I never used to curse. Yeah, <laughs> coming from the Bronx, I never used to curse. Why? I don't know. Maybe because my mom did it enough for all of us. <laughs> she had a trucker mouth. Yeah. Yeah, but I I have heard, uh, and I believe just about everything I read on the internet, but cursing oh. is actually a sign of. Intelligence. Yes, that's what I read. So, uh, yes, I just go with it. Curse. Oh, now I curse like a trucker. Yes. Yeah. You know what we need to do? We need to have curse like an events professional. Curse like an events manager. You know, all of our friends curse like, and why shouldn't they? Look at yeah, the how. Yeah, you know how um, when we go why to did, events. When did sailors like, get the reputation and truckers get the reputation for cursing so much? I mean, right. hang out with our industry a little bit. That's true. I mean, not me. I'm as clean as a whistle. Oh, yeah. That's what I heard. I yes. said no person ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I curse a lot now. Yeah, no. But I, that's I think better I worked of you for it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so happy now, though. Oh, no, good. People who curse are happier. Is that right? That's what the study that I read, yes. Oh, you read another? Okay, okay, yeah, okay, good, good, good. an actual study. Okay. It said people who curse are happier because they're letting out their frustration and their stress. Interesting. Yeah. 
Well, you should know that. You're a psychiatrist. Yeah. So now my 10-year-old curses all the time. Isn't that I'm just great? kidding. He does it. That's so good. <laughs> he that's, wants that's, to. That sounds like such a healthy emotional kid. <laughs> I know. He wants, my 9-year-old, he's like, Mommy, can I say the S word? I'm like, what word is that? Yeah. Well, uh, my daughter is 18 and has been throwing out words just to see like we all cool with me saying these things every yeah. once in a while and uh i mean I, I have no finger to point neither amy nor i can go you know yeah. like, you should not be talking like that god damn it you know I mean, <laughs> yeah. we just can't so i but so you know we've had the please don't say that in front of your grandparents and then everything else is good <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's good. That's a good line to draw. Yeah. Just don't curse. Don't make us look bad. Parents. Don't right. make it look like we're bad parents right. to my parents. I right. want them to think well of me. Right. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. Well, um, so you moved back to your events world. I did. How did that connection come? I mean, it sounds like they have a connection. Santa Cruz has a connection so, with them. Yeah, well, now, yeah. Um, so I was miserable over there, and my husband found mm. a Facebook post on this job. Mm. And so he's like, you know, I know you've been unhappy, you know, why don't you try looking for something else? Yeah. And so he's like, I found this perfect job for you. And I interviewed and I came into the interview with, it was just an awesome interview. Like I did some research and I was like, this is what you need to do to increase your revenue and your events department and all this stuff. And I basically got the job on the spot. Oh, you were that girl in an yes. interview. Nice. I do my homework. <laughs> it irritates the hell out of me when people come up to me. Or they respond to emails when I'm looking for somebody to work for us, or they, or they come to an interview, and I can tell I have all of my information, website, social media, in my signature. Uh-huh. I make it pretty easy for any assertive person to go, let's see what this company does before I show up for an interview. Yes. And when it's so blatantly obvious that they just rolled up to an interview and went, um, I'm worth you hiring me, and right. I'm like, you don't... You're asking questions that are on my homepage, for Christ's sake. I mean, are you... No. I know. No, I'm not I, impressed with you. I know. I know. That's so funny. I, I, I'm a sponge, too, so I like learning things. Right? Nice. And I'm going to do my You're homework. curious. Yeah. yeah, I am. That's cool. That's why I like her. Like, my, my intern here, Angelica Martinez, <laughs> she's still a student, but she's a sponge. Yeah. Like, she picks up things like this. Where are you going to school? I need to say right now. Very nice. And so you're splitting your time between school and working with her? No, just for the summer I'm doing this job. How then. cool. Yeah. And what are you going to school for? For business right now, but uh-huh. I don't know which area. How does this fit in? Why did you choose this internship? Because... Why would you want to work for her? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was like lost, like, you know, typical student, lost, don't know what to do. Yeah. At first I was in kinesiology, and then I was just, one day I was in my biology class and I was like, I can't do this. This is really? too boring for me. Yeah. And I was bored. So I finally... Well, what did you think you were going to do? Physical therapy? I was going to do a chiropractor. Oh, I see. Yes. I wanted to become a, choir, a chiropractor. And then I told my parents, I was like, I can't do this. Like, I don't like it. It's boring. It's not for me anymore. So they were like, okay, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to do business. And then one day we went to the movies, me and Shamika. And I was oh, you knew Shamika? I knew Shamika. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. Yes. And then she's like, I was talking to her, and she's like, oh, my, um, I'm looking for, like, an assistant like that. And, like, it clicked. I was like, maybe that's my, my, um, my career field. So I was like, okay, I'll just take, I was, like, thinking about it, thinking about it. I was like, you know what, I'm going to go into business, and I'm basically going to do, like, all business, 
but I don't know which area of business I want to go to. But I know I want to do events. So yeah. You do? Mm-hmm. Well, you better work for a big company. Yes. So when I got Shamika offered to me, I like jumped on it. And I was like, I'm going to Oh, sure. Um, yeah. So She's good people. Yeah, she is. She's all right. Don't tell her. <laughs> So, yeah. That that's cool. Yeah. Well, and so you're here, here till the end of next month? Mm-hmm. Good for you. Yes. Well, that's awesome. Um, so how has how has your job changed since you started and you interviewed for this company and had your ever so impressive interview yeah. kick down the doors of the job to now? Well, I created a lot of events, and so I bring in a lot of money now. So... Um, like some of the events like Texas to Table, which is Dinner Under the Stars. I created that one here. And Moonlighted the Garden, which is my favorite event because it's a Halloween event. Um, that one's so much fun. Well, paint the picture of these because I know what these are. But the, tell us a little bit about them. Pitch the, pitch the product a little bit. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, Booze and Brooms. Yeah, you're so shocked. I know. Um, it is the, uh, it's a craft beer event. And okay. so, um, we have, we work with. Um, Are you a snooty beer girl? I'm not. Okay. No, but it's coming to it's this a big event. Deal you right could, now. Yeah. You know, you you get educated on a lot of the beers that are out here, and we I'll usually bet. have about thirty to forty beers. And we work wow. with um, several several San Antonio. Which are the awesome. distilleries local? Some of them are. Yeah, oh, most cool. of them are actually. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's really cool. And so we'll have um, there. It's all volunteer based, so they'll come out and they'll educate people. You'll get a little glass that's included in the in the um, ticket fee and how much is that all these tickets. The, ticket. Um, the ticket is $35 and you get a souvenir glass and you get 12 um, drink tickets wow yeah um, there's entertainment there's live music there's a DJ there's adult games wow. like adult beer pong adult there's games what does that mean huge beer pong wow is, yeah huge um, Jenga and Connect Four and anything oh, cool. that's oversized stuff yeah, is yeah, yeah. out there and then obviously the, like I said, the live music and in, in one area and then DJ in another area and we have food trucks in one area. So it's a really fun event. I mean, what's your leave, what's your turnout for something like that? 1500. Wow. We sell out at 1500. Wow. Yeah. You are the coolest. And you came up with that concept? Well, actually, I I grew it. So it was here the year before I started. Mm-hmm. So they did it twice and it wasn't very successful. Mm-hmm. And then um, when I came on board, I grew it. I added fun stuff to it. There wasn't much fun to it. Yeah, what did you do to make it successful? Well, I added the music. Uh-huh. I added the games. Yeah. Um, we did um, the food trucks. It was just basically the beer vendors coming out, and it never sold out. Mm-hmm. And so now it sells out each time, and just people have a lot of fun coming to oh, it. Oh, I imagine. That sounds like a great time. Yeah. Um, another event that I do is... What time of year is that? We do it twice a year in May and September, uh-huh. and so the next one is September twenty second. Cool. Yeah. And, and what so, else? Um, you said something under the moon. Texas to table. Okay. And so I work with that one um, with our chef, mm-hmm. um, and so we'll bring in a, it would be Chef Dave and a celebrity chef. So this mm-hmm. uh, last time that we did it was Tim the Girl, Tim okay. McDermott. Okay. And so they created a menu um, around the garden. So they picked all the vegetables. From the garden, and they cooked with it, and it's only open to 100 people. Wow. Um, this time we did it in the conservatory, so it was farm tables, lots of beautiful candles, mm-hmm. and um, the, it's all about the food and the wine. And so um, we had wine pairings and mm-hmm. the food, and 
um, Chef Dave and Tim McDermott came out and they talked to the guests about the food and what to expect and um, just about the, pro- the culinary program. So that was a lot of fun too. That's awesome. When is that yeah. and how much is that? Um, so the next one is October 2nd uh-huh. and it's $100 a ticket. Nice. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a nice date night Yes, out. it is. Yeah. So guests will come in and they'll um, enjoy cocktails first and mm-hmm. pass hors d'oeuvres mm-hmm. and then uh, this last time we had um, Gallo Gutierrez, so he mm-hmm. played some soft music while Very people cool. were mm-hmm. um, enjoying their cocktails, and then they went. The chef will go around and mingle with everybody, mm-hmm. and then they go to dinner, which is mm-hmm. in a separate location. Mm-hmm. And then um, again, chef is interacting with everybody, and yeah. food's coming out, and it's it's a lot. And of are fun you relaxing. kind of project coordinator for the whole thing? Yes. You're the you're the, the you're the head. You're the helm. Yes. Wow. I'm the only one here that does the events. See, I, I find this, uh, I find you very fascinating because most people, oh, when they plan events, you know, they're going, well, they attract the client who mm-hmm. brings everything and, and you provide the facility, which is already a lot mm-hmm. of work. Mm-hmm. But you're producing the whole damn event. Yes. Wow. Yeah, it's hard. I have a small part time staff mm-hmm. of four, mm-hmm. um, and they, it's, Usually for these big events, it's all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we do everything. We'll set up tables and chairs and, yeah, it's it's a lot of work. That sounds like an enormous yeah. amount it's of work. It's a long day. Yeah. My Fitbit broke. I had way too many steps. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. About two weeks worth of steps in one day. <laughs> Like, why aren't I 10 pounds? <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> well um, so when you came into it, how many of these things did you have in mind? Or, you know, where, what direction did you think you were going when you came into this job? So on my action, on my interview, I came in with an event that I wanted to do. Wow. I wanted to do, so we do another event called Wine Down at the Garden. Yeah. And that one is November 10th. Um, so you and, have one of these big ones about every month, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's... It's hard because we have these special events and then we have all the educational events and so yeah. sometimes we compete with ourselves. Yeah, you know, that's and hard. So yeah. It's, yeah, it's really hard and um, I guess it's just growing pains right now because yeah. we have so much going on. Well, and you got to figure out what's going to take and what's not because right. eventually some of the ones that aren't taken they'll die off. Right. And I'm, you know, as good of an idea as they may have been. Right. Uh, anyways, keep going. No, I mean that's fine. I mean I agree with you though. Um, so far, these events we've had them several times um so texas a table is october 2nd uh-huh. and that one is our third one nice um and we do that one twice a year mm-hmm. and then um we have our, our halloween event is october 20th it's called moonlight in the garden of good yeah. and evil that one's a fun one cool so that one <clears throat> it's a 30 dollar ticket price mm-hmm. but you're getting a lot of entertainment so we had like huge moon bouncers, we had the bungee run and the jousting, and then I had um, live entertainment. So there was a drag show, um, Hocus Pocus. Nice. And that was. Did you say so- jousting? Jousting. Oh wow. Uh huh. Um, we had um, chocolate covered um, crickets yeah. and just like some gross stuff. Yeah. On. And then we had the Lost Project, which is a band. They were playing and they're very indies kind of band so uh-huh. they were really popular cool and we turned the conservatory into like a haunted area wow um, we offered beer and wine and uh-huh. that was for purchase because uh-huh. I didn't want this event to be like a 
drinking event. I yeah. wanted it to be like a fun event. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this year we're planning and we're gonna, I want to play a movie. So we're going to have um, Friday the 13th playing on the screen cool. in one area. Is this all, all these things, are these all adult? These are all adults. Gotcha. I do nothing for kids. Really? Okay. Yeah. Not a lot of kids. No, I don't like him either. I mean, absolutely, for good yeah. reason, little shits. But um, but yeah. don't you have, like, the garden itself has a bunch of little activities for kids, how to grow, such and such. We have a such, great and... educations department. Nice. And so I'm, I'm pretty lucky because I get first dibs, I guess, mm-hmm. on certain mm-hmm. things. Um, so we have this great um, program. It's called the Children's Vegetable Garden. Mm-hmm. And so it's open to, it's open to ages eight and up mm-hmm. and um you purchase a an 18 foot bed mm-hmm. and you basically plant everything mm-hmm. from vegetables to fruit you, you do it from soy soil to seed to growth to harvest wow. and you get to keep everything wow um, yeah. it's a 16 week pro- program for only 40 dollars wow yes the apparent the child has to be accompanied by an adult, uh-huh. but we also have master gardeners that are in charge of like certain areas. Yeah. So you'll have a master gardener amongst like five beds. Wow. You know, so you have you have that expertise yeah. help. You That's know? neat. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm telling you, the kids came back with bunches <laughs> of potatoes and celery and onions and tomatoes. I had tomatoes for months. That's great. Yeah. Do you like tomatoes? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I learned how to make everything from tomatoes. <laughs> you know? Um, Squeezing your own ketchup. Seriously. <laughs> I did. <laughs> but, I mean, it. they just have so many good programs. The The summer camp program, I mean, it's a great program. Our education department, they do an amazing job. Wow, that's wonderful. So, yeah. it's they, And then we have, you know, programs... Um, outside of this, so we have the the schools coming in for field trips, and we do terrarium programs yeah. with them, and it's just it's so much fun. It's educational, it's a lot of and the parts. kids don't know that it's educational. Yeah, it's no, it's just fun, fun for them. Yeah, yeah. My kids, I mean, this is this is a great place to work, and my kids are growing up here, yeah. and they're growing up in the outdoors, and yeah. they're growing up to learn about you know cultivating and you know harvesting and just all this other stuff it's just it's amazing to see yeah and it, it inspired my kids to grow their own garden at home wow yeah neat. so yeah. right now we're growing basil oh good yes they, oh basil and celery we're what, celery what do you do too. with basil italian food yes yeah Maybe all right and yummy stuff. yeah it sounds good yeah um but yeah i mean he wants to grow the garden at home and they do they do that twice a year as well spring and in fall so it's starting up again. It's almost sold out for fall this year. Mm-hmm. And you have two just, kids, just the two boys? I just, yes. Which one of them do you like better? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. They both have good qualities. Yeah. <laughs> I love them and I don't love them yes, all at the same I time. Love very them, equally. But man, they're a pain in my ass. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> well, okay. So um, let's talk like in this industry, the events industry, you have weddings. Do you do corporate gigs? Surely you do corporate mm-hmm. gigs here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure do you get asked to do showers and private events, things like yeah, that? Yeah, you know, our venues, we get a lot of requests for baby showers sure. and bridal showers. But our venues are just, it. I think they're a little too pricey for those. Are they? I think so. I wouldn't pay $700 for a venue for a baby shower. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess just just me being cheap. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. for anything else, I, you know, for a birthday party, probably I would. Well, we did. Uh, a recent baby shower uh, at La Quintera. I mean, people people pay it. It's mm-hmm. just fewer further yeah, between, it's, right? Yes, it's fewer and further. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, what do you like as far as private events and corp? Like, what what's your normal 
Are brides normal? Yes. You get a lot of weddings? We do Is a that lot. The, yeah. I do about 125 a year. Weddings? And yes. And wow. that's between daytime rentals and evening rentals because mm-hmm. we have several different options. Uh, you know, I think when, when I'm thinking, you're not doing like big, big, big weddings, 125 of those, right? No. Because you can do some elopements and different yes. things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so during the day, we can do up to 100 in any of the areas. And that's a two-hour rental. And that price ranges. Um, it's uh, under... $900 depending on how many guests and then in the evening it's a private rental and so um, with the private rentals that's when we do mainly like the corporate events yes. and the, um, receptions and ceremonies and the nice thing about it is that because it's a private event you can do your ceremony in one area and you can do your cocktail hour and your and so I tell my clients take advantage of that especially yeah. for people who haven't been here mm-hmm. they want to be able to enjoy the rest of the garden not yeah. just sit down for your wedding yeah. it's not all about you yeah. you know yeah. so divas man I know <laughs> you. Um, well so you but you didn't get into this to do weddings that's not what you came in going oh my god yeah, I love I never thought of myself as a salesperson, mm-hmm. but it, it kind of is a salesperson. So when I went from doing wedding planning with Lisa mm-hmm. and working the day of wedding planning and mm-hmm. or the day of and um, doing everything mm-hmm. from the beginning to the end, mm-hmm. you know, I'm working till two o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. Oh, yeah. You know, that's hard. That's I mean, hard I remember it. It was so hard, but. I mean, it's fun when you're doing it it's and you're driving home man. half asleep. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, have you done this with her? Have you you've been? Have you done weddings? No, not yet. No, no not yet. Um, so you know, now I just I do the rental part, and sure. so I'm selling the venue to you. Yeah. But to me, it's not selling because I love the venue, and I mean, you're gonna either love it or you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, do you want an outdoor wedding? If you do, this is your place. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't, then sorry. Yeah. You know, I'll I'll help you. I'll give you suggestions on where else to look. Yeah. You know, I'm So you don't uh you don't consider yourself a salesperson. No, but That's I'm, not something you would say is a gifting of yours. I I'm not trying to trap no, you. I just no, sincerely, no, no. I, I mean, guess I, I no because I say I don't consider myself a salesperson, but it kind of is selling. I or see, it is yeah. selling, you know, yeah. but Well, what like what makes an effective salesperson for you knowing what the client wants yeah. you know communicating and being honest with them mm. you know I tell them like, it's an outdoor venue you know you're subjected to the weather mm-hmm. you know I go but these are the things that you can do mm-hmm. you know um, I'm very honest with my clients mm-hmm. you know and I ask a lot of questions and I give you advice mm-hmm. and I'm we talk my walkthroughs take about an hour well because you're super old you have yeah. a lot of experience I, to draw yes, from. Yes. And so you can, I mean, you can be in this like almost coaching, you know, figure out what this client wants. Yeah. And you all, you, all kidding aside about your extensive age, you have the ability to kind of like guide them towards whatever direction yeah. that I mean, grandma knows want. best, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But isn't that a nice place to be? I mean, I, 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 I find the same thing in my position because, you know, I've been doing this for a little over 11 years now too. And you know, we've kind of hit all the different uh, venues and, you know, we've seen where things screw up and how things go well. And, and it's nice when you have this young couple that you can go, let's take a beat and let's kind of talk through. Yeah. And whether I hope you end up with me, but if you don't, let's talk about what's going to end up best for right. you. Right, um, And I think that takes, what you're describing takes a very uh, secure 
person. Mm -hmm. And I, I think you have to do that in order to be an effective salesperson or else you're an insecure and almost desperate salesperson right. because you're like, no, no, just love me and affirm me by giving me the sale. Right, right. Uh, and that, that's not going to that's not a, a be successful. Thank you. That's exactly what I was thinking. Good. <laughs> well, no, I mean, all kidding aside, I I think the world of you. You oh, you say you, you say you're you're not a salesperson, but I I don't know what like the stereotypical salesperson is because I grew up in the '80s watching Gordon Gecko on Wall Street, right? Uh, you know, where greed is good, and yeah. you know those type of movies. The salesperson is like this silver tongue fox, you know, right. great looking, and all you know this like string big word sentences together. All these things that I feel like, yeah, if I was to put myself in that position, I'd fail miserably, right? right? But I. I think you carry such a sense of security and, and passion about what you do, and the fact that you have walk-away power puts you in a leadership position, and, and I'm sure that's very effective. Okay, I need a copy of this so I can apply for my raise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I need your money. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, and so... This is what Derek said. Yes, yes, and my name carries... Tons of weight yes. with people that matter. Um, well, and so what have you noticed are changes in the clientele that you get in here over the course of the past four years? So like brides then versus brides now. And I guess let me add a second question behind it because if you were just starting to do weddings then, you did some of Lisa, so we'll include that experience as well. Is it your growth that has made you look at things a little bit differently, or do you think there have been evident changes in the industry? So, from what I've noticed when I first started till now, they're getting way younger. Really? I, yes. Wow. I had a couple just this week. I swear they must have been, like, not older than 17. Whoa, baby. Yes. The little boy was just had peach fuzz. Aww. Yes. And the mom was, like, so excited about talking about their wedding and everything. I'm like... Okay, mm -hmm. so I mean, I was obviously very nice to them and told them everything, you know, about the garden and everything. Yeah. But the whole time, I was a little uncomfortable because I, you're like 16, 17. Yeah. You know, you're not even living your life yet. Yeah. Live your life How, how you do you down. know what you want for exactly. the rest of your life? Exactly. Yeah. So that was, that was tough for me, but they are, they're getting younger. I think it's, I don't know, maybe because I'm so old now. <laughs> you know, like, I just, I don't know. I'm all about living my life now. And all joking aside as well about my age, like, I think when I hit 40, I turned, I, I got to that point in my life where I was like, I don't care. Like, you're either going to like what I say or you're not, or you're going to like me or you're not. You know, you it's not going to affect me either way, you know. I'm, I'm a nice person. Of course. And if not... If you don't like what I have to say, then yeah. that's your choice. Yeah. You know? Not a nice place to be. It is. Uh, it took me a long time to get to me that. Me too. Me are too. you there too? I, I feel like, and I don't know if I'm there where you are, uh -huh. but I'm certainly, I grew considerably from where I started. For me, there was two obvious places. There was a place where I kind of figured out who I was, mm -hmm. and then there was a second point in my life to where I became okay with it mm -hmm. and I kind of went well let's own this right um and and I I I think that I mean as anybody's life you know when you go through the ups and downs in life there are enough places to where I question things a lot 
but I, I come so much quicker back to, even during those times, I come so much quicker back to a, a place of stability and security, mm-hmm. more so than I ever did when I was in my 20s and early 30s, mm-hmm. um, to where I can go, I can still be that secure business owner, uh, able to handle things, good, bad, hard, easy, able to be a, a coach or a mentor to people who haven't done this for quite as long, and, mm-hmm. and still be you know, looking up to other people without worrying about how they see me, you know, and that's a nice, that's, that's a nice place to be. It makes me happy versus worrying about everybody. Cause that was me. I needed love from everywhere or else I was not going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't make somebody else happy if you're not happy yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a very strong faith in God mm. and I can't control anything. Mm-hmm. So I think of that too. Like mm-hmm. This whole interview, I'm not controlling it. Mm-hmm. Stuff's just coming out of my mouth. Does that make me God? <laughs> uh, no. Oh, I must have misunderstood the metaphor. <laughs> Stuff just coming out of your mouth. Just Did you just release God. all personal responsibility for those things that you say? <laughs> it's, all, it's all a higher power. <laughs> I won't remember anything after this interview. Okay, that's good. That's good. The drugs are working. So, <laughs> so what do you recommend? I'm going to go take this two different directions. What do you recommend for people who want to get in and do what you do when they grow up? I think customer service is a huge thing. Yeah. And also, I think now customer service is, it's not there. I, I, I think agree. the industry lacks that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think if anybody wants to get in this industry, you have to have excellent customer service. Mm-hmm. You have to treat people the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you want to be treated like shit, then go ahead, treat people like shit. But yeah. I mean, that's not a way to live. But you watch the clients that you attract. Uh, yes. And I would not want to work with them. Right. Uh, or the other vendors that you surround yourself with. Uh, I know it speaks a lot for me. <laughs> he can't even take a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I don't know why you got to point these things out and call me out. She wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Um, so customer service is huge, which. I mean, you can develop a customer service skill, but it almost speaks to, you You have to have a sincere heart for other people. Yeah, you can't teach people customer service. Because like the doctor that you worked for before, he had an amazing skill set. Right, you can't teach personality. Right. You have to have a great personality and be in in this industry. You know, you have to get along with different types of people. That's right. You, you're gonna work with so many people, yeah. and if you don't n- learn to change, mm-hmm. especially with time and learn everything that's going on, like today is, you know, whatever the style is right now. What is it? Boho? That's so big. Mm-hmm. Next year won't be boho. Next year will be I last don't know, year. Last couple of years of yeah. rustic chic. Yeah, you know, you always have to keep up with the industry. Yeah. You always have to, you know, have that great customer service and have a great personality. Mm-hmm. You know, be willing to listen to your clients and know what they want and be mm-hmm. able to take a, a sentence that they say that's inside out and make it correct, you mm-hmm. know, because they're going to talk to you and they're not going to know what they want. That's right. You know, yeah. so you want to be able to read between the lines. Yeah. You know, how would you guide um, like uh, if if if. Here's the way I put it. If your little sister, I don't even know if you have a little sister, but if your little sister's getting married, mm-hmm. what advice do you give her? 
Get an event planner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I did my little sister's wedding. Did you really? Yeah, Good. and I was in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was hard. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. that's super hard. Um, but yeah, you know, get somebody that can do all the leg. If you want to do the leg work, fine. But get somebody to actually pull it off. Mm-hmm. You know, don't. I had a wedding this past weekend. The mother did everything. The couple that's was out of town, mm-hmm. and I told her, I'm like, you know, it's. You're in the wedding and you're doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I said, it's you're gonna have a really hard time. Mm-hmm. You know, I I suggested her, um, unfortunately, you know, we have to, we don't rent out the space for like the full day. Okay. So I was like, why don't you add more time? You know, I'll make sure nothing is going on over there, but add more time to your rental and come in early so you have enough time to do all the setup. Set up she did and, yeah. everything. Man. And then, um, so she, it, it took a load off of her, mm-hmm. but then she also did the timeline, you mm-hmm. know, and she had to be there and tell her daughter, all right, well, let's take pictures and, mm-hmm. you know, it's time for the dance and everything. She didn't get to relax and have fun and enjoy mm-hmm. what her money is That's right. being spent on, Yeah, you know. So I always, I highly recommend my couples to get a wedding, at least a day of coordinator, mm-hmm. you know, if not a wedding planner. What makes a good planner or coordinator? Like, what should they look for? Um, somebody that can split themselves in two mm. without complaining. Mm-hmm. It's so, what does that mean? So, it's great. So, for example, if I'm there, you know, and I, it's me and my partner mm-hmm. are the day of coordinators, mm-hmm. right? And it's just us two all day. There's a lot to do, mm-hmm. you know? Is, yeah. Um, and you want to be able to do everything and you have to be organized. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be at two places at one time, mm-hmm. you know, and don't let your face show that you're miserable and your feet hurt. That's you right. Know? Yeah. Always walk around with a smile, yeah. you know, because that's how you're going to get your five stars on the knock. That's right. You yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I mean by meaning about a slave side. Sure. Yeah. Somebody who's like organized enough to get things done in multiple places. Right. and. Yeah, that takes some serious logistics and planning. Yeah. So I think that people, um, even people in the industry, and I think it's those people who grew up watching J-Lo on The Wedding Planner and thinking that's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's that's how it really works. It really and, is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that I hear this phrase thrown out so often, uh, and I've seen it on websites, that we can handle anything on your wedding day. And I think, well... If you're waiting to see how what's you're gonna have to handle on the mm-hmm. wedding day, I know it's just a cute phrase. I hate to pick it apart, but that is the expectation right. that you're gonna handle everything that goes wrong on my wedding day, so I don't have to hear about it. Well, I tell you what, if I plan your wedding, shit ain't gonna go wrong, you know, mm-hmm. because it's not it's not brain surgery, right. you know. This is something that is. A handful of components that come together to make a full equation. We've been doing this long enough to know where the hotspots are going to be and have a plan B and C if necessary. And if you're a good team leader and you've connected with all of your people on your vendor team, well, no, I'm not really worried about what's going to go wrong on the day of. As a matter of fact, the day of the wedding should be fun for me just like it is for you because I should be able to check in and just kind of go next, next, next. Because it's planned well. Right. Which exactly. is why the day of stuff, um, you know, we do a two week and a two month. 
that gives us a chance to get in and go, okay, this the, even my smallest package just gives us a chance to go, hey, for two weeks, we're going to be concentrated on you mm-hmm. so that we are familiarizing ourselves with your expectations, asking you a million different questions so that on the day of, we're no, nobody's worried about all the details. Yeah. We can effectively represent you on the day of instead of making you represent yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, that baffles me just a little bit of uh, uh, of the thought of, well, we're just going to react. Yeah. Because if you're reacting, you're not planning. Right. Planners proact, right? I, yes, exactly. Okay. And I, 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 tell, I tell my clients, too, I want your day to be perfect, but it's not going to be. Yeah. And like, things happen... But you know what? It's how you handle it. Sure. You know, it's not the end of the world, mm-hmm. you know, and then I tell them stories about my wedding and how, you know, I did my own wedding and I thought I could do it for a living. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. And so, but I mean, it's hard. Things happen. My, all my flowers have the, the little pom, the pomodors, mm-hmm. they all popped right before the doors open at introduction. You know, what did I do? I'm like, throw your flowers. Let's just go and have fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's how you handle it. You know, things aren't going to happen. You know, you may get bit by a mosquito outdoors. Yeah. On your nose. Yeah. (laughs) Who knows? Yep. We're going to take lots of close-up pictures of you. Yeah. No editing. (laughs) Get some makeup. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, what else, Shamika? What have we not talked about here? I think you know my whole life right now. No, it's good. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Uh, I think it's important that people get to know you. You're a real person. Mm-hmm. Come from whatever background that you came from, and now you're here. And to me, that's inspirational. I, I've said this before, but I think the world of you. I think you, you have come in and done such a good job mm-hmm. and made what 10 years ago, I didn't consider botanical gardens to be a player with events Mm -hmm. and you've made it that way i'm trying i'm trying it it's hard you know i i have to compete with the great education department that we have you know we struggle for space but i try i mean it's a beautiful venue you know you don't have to spend a lot to make it look beautiful because it's all natural um how much does networking play in the effectiveness of your job so I used to network a lot. Mm-hmm. This year I haven't done a lot of it because I've been so busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I haven't gotten out there as much as I wanted to. I try and, I try and stay in touch on social media, Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, all the great websites that we have, mm-hmm. you know, um, or those social media outlets that we have. I try and stay in touch that way. Um, but actually going in person and enjoying some of the great events that we have for in our industry, I haven't had a chance to do much of that this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but networking is a huge thing. Well, if you could, what would you what would you want to do? What would you be a part of if time were not a factor? All the drinking events. Well, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're a new person in the industry, that, uh-huh. that, that's very, like, uh, I, I would imagine it's very intimidating, right, going in because we're... It, it's got to feel like everybody else knows what they're doing yeah except for me yeah. is that a, is that fair yeah I'll help you <laughs> not me Shamika but thank you <laughs> that was not me disclosing my insecurity you're so insecure wait till you turn 40 <laughs> what, what like if you're new where do you go network is it effective yeah. to go to like Nace and Aaliyah when you're brand oh, new? Oh yeah, I you think, think so. so. I mm-hmm. think so. And you know, everybody in the industry, there's enough work for everyone. Oh, 100%. You know, there yeah. and people are so willing to help you. Yeah. This and is that's a nice love, industry. Yes, that's what I love about it. Like if I did this in Florida, I don't know how successful I would be. Really? 
yeah, I mean, you've got so much competition out there with mm. all the big parks and everything, and I don't know, I honestly don't know if I would be successful out there. Mm. Over here, I've got a good network out here. We've mm -hmm. got some great people who are willing to educate you, and mm -hmm. we give all these classes with Ilea and Nace and AHA, and mm -hmm. they're just the award ceremonies, and you know, I'm applying for an award now, and I'm like, all right, what do I do next? And I'll just email Julie or, yep. you know, whoever, and they're like, oh, well, you got to do this, this, and this. I'm like, all right, thanks. Yeah. You know? I mean, who's willing to do that for you, mm -hmm. you know? They're also applying for maybe the same award, but they're willing to help you, yeah. you know? So it's it's one of those things. It's such a great network of people. Uh, it is nice when we look out for our own. Yeah. I, I, I don't get, and I also think, and I've said this before, but I, I think that, businesses and people come to a maturation and the, and and they come to that as people and they come to it with their craft and their business and or you know whoever they're representing mm -hmm. and to where they can feel more secure versus feeling like they're they're defensive and you know because like for my business with photography and planning and we there's thousands upon thousands upon thousands. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a very oversaturated market. And while all the rest of them are horrible people, as you know. Mm -hmm. I have a small list I recommend. You get on it. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. There's a lot of wonderful people, uh, you know, out there that compete with us. And, but it's hard not to feel like you're fighting tooth and nail for every dollar that you get and right. every client that you get. Whereas once you hit a certain point, I think you go, you look around and now there's only 20 you know competitors that are hitting your level right and they're all so different yes. they've all carved their own niche yes. to where you're like nobody's gonna go to this guy who's also looking at me if they're looking right. at this guy they, they're gonna like that guy or girl yeah you know so I don't have to feel like there's that kind of competition and and I I don't know if it's the chicken or the egg you know if you have that maturity going into it to where you don't see others as competition or if it just happens at a certain point to where you become more secure with your business. But I do find that the people that you go connect to with the groups like that, they're cool, they're secure, they're happy yeah. to give you a leg up yeah. and, and, and make you better, and that's nice. I agree. Cool. Anything else you want to pitch, Ms. Mika? Anything else you want to... Let's see. Any other secrets you want to divulge? Tickets for Bruise and Bloom yes. go on sale on July 27th for early bird admission. Where do we, where, tell Eventbrite. me where and I'll, I'll link to it. Okay, so you can um, go to Eventbrite or just go to our webpage, okay. www.sabot.org. Okay. Go to the events page and you can buy your tickets from there. Will you be there? I will be. Nice. So we can come in and ask for you. Running around with my head cut off. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> yes. I'll bet. It's a fun event though. I wish I could go. Tell me about that one. Which one is this one? That's yeah. a craft beer event. That's a craft beer yes. event. Yes. Okay, cool. But my favorite event that I, I mean, I, I say my favorite events. They're all my favorite events. But I think the Halloween event is my favorite event. Because that that's sounds... the, I love Halloween. And that's the Halloween party I want to throw at home. Nice. But I can't afford it. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> wrong with using company money to carry out your dreams. I, that's what I do. I'm like, this is the party that I want. I was telling Chef Dave, we're doing um, the Wine Down at the Garden in November. And so when I came into the, uh, the Botanical Garden, this is the event that I had in mind to start, was Wine Down at the Garden. And so uh, we partnered with Total Wine and More, mm -hmm. and they supplied all the wine. Wow. Well, this year they weren't able to do it because they just got so busy, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And so now we're trying to make this event come back full throttle and 
do more of a wine and food pairing event in the stroll through the garden. I'm just like, oh, I want to buy a ticket. Yeah, I want to go. Great. I don't want to work it. Yeah, this yeah. It's my type of event. <laughs> you know? So. Very good. Okay, thank you for doing this. Thank you. Yeah.